Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Rafilo Mofukeng. I am your host for the brand new Plastic Planet podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing this journey with you where I will be interviewing various experts in the plastic space. Today's episode, however, is a little different as I have my good friend Oliver interviewing me. So I'm your guest for today and this should be so interesting. I hope you do enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is Oliver Hack. I am the Director of Fiscal Sponsorship for an American company, an American nonprofit called the Social Good Fund. We are what we call a nonprofit fiscal sponsor that supports charitable organizations, activities, and efforts all over the world. If you want to learn more about us, check out our website at www.socialgoodfund.org. I had the great pleasure of meeting Dr. Rufilwe Mofokang back in March of 2023, where I was implementing a public speaking training for postdoctoral researchers at the University of Stellenbosch. Dr. Mofokang, how are you today? I'm doing great, Oliver. How are you? I'm wonderful. Are, are you in South Africa at the moment? No, I'm actually in Norway uh, on a conference, on a plastic uh, conference that, uh, you know, just trying to save the world as always. Uh, yeah, so it is, uh, it is quite lovely, you know, that I'm speaking to you right now about this topic that um, I feel very passionate about, obviously. Wonderful. And just so the audience is, is, is understanding, I'm coming to this podcast today from San Francisco, California, where I live and work. So... I would love for the world to meet the amazing person that I met when I was in South Africa uh, and hear a little bit about what your background is. Where are you from and how did we get here? Sure. Um, I'm Dr. Rafilia Mofukeng. I am uh, born and bred in South Africa, Johannesburg. Uh, and, you know, as you would know, for those who do know South Africa, Johannesburg is inland, so it has nothing to do with marine or the marine world. But um, I, I fell in love with the marine world quite early on. Um, I think I was about eight, nine, uh, when I first saw the, you know, the ocean. So that's uh, that's when the love of marine started. Uh, I am a marine scientist. Um, my speciality is ecotoxicology. So I do pollution, marine and estuarine pollution, you know, from plastics to heavy metals to pesticides or anything that is marine pollution related and affects the biodiversity and food chain in the marine space, including humans, actually. Um, so I, I really just look into that. So yeah, in a nutshell, that is my background. What do you remember the first time you saw it? It must have been an impactful moment for you. Do you know, I I went to a school near a lake, right? So for me, a lake was like the biggest body of water, you know, besides like a running river that was just like really, you know, big and stationary. Um, so when I did see the ocean, I I didn't really anticipate, you know, that it would be that vast and that majestic. And, you know, it's it was almost just like, you know, setting me aback, 
to say what is this body of water what is happening you know and it it had that much more impact in my life and yeah so I think for me as an eight nine year old I really just couldn't process I was not ready for what the ocean offered and you know just funny enough I didn't know that it is more than just you know water or just the body of water it's actually you know the whole life if you will that lives and exists and gives lives to even everything on earth that is out there you know that I really came to learn or to to learn about at later stages of my career for me seeing the ocean for the first time was really life-changing literally did did you later in life move closer to the coast yeah um actually I I've just been privileged to to work on two the two uh, oceans and and the two systems because you know as you know the Indian Ocean is very tropical and very warm and there's a lot of you know biodiversity and species uh, diversity that is so different from the Atlantic side um, so you know just really working on both systems and having to really migrate and move closer to both systems um, really just you know made me understand or helped me understand how important you know the marine world is you know to us and um and also how little we know about it you know um i think this, the the saying is we know more about the moon than we know about the ocean yet the ocean is the source of our, of our lives so um i think um yeah so just really moving closer to the ocean and and learning more about it and coming to understand or coming to terms with this you know, just life giving experience that it is the ocean it's, uh, has been tremendous to me. Let's talk a little bit about how we got here and why the Plastic Planet podcast. What is it that you are hoping to do with this podcast? And why did you name it the Plastic Planet podcast? Where did this come from? Sure. I, I think you and I actually know this conversation and had this conversation. And um, I think I'd attribute it to you, but, you know, I just, your words that you, you said to me just resonate to say it's really the passion that I have for the marine system and the marine world and the impact that plastic has and how how much power we have to actually change that, but how how little knowledge we have as well. And this podcast really is coming in the middle of that and try trying to mitigate that particular problem to say let us you know get the conversation going about what is it that we know what don't we know what is important what is not and uh, how to actually turn the tide against plastic if you will you know just really starting this conversation and this behavioral change that needs to happen at a very urgent state you know so that is how the Plastic Planet project or pro podcast really started and came about to say, you know, let us start the conversation going, you know, because we all, we always have cleanups. We always have, you know, just like workshops in silos, you know, scientists are talking to scientists and our government is talking to government and business is talking to business. But there is really a very rare opportunity for us to come together and have a discussion and come up with amicable solutions so this podcast really just is going to close that gap to, to really just try and you know just reach out to every stakeholder 
involved you know even if it's just like the laymen out there trying to just you know do something in the little corner or just someone who cares about plastics and would like to know how to really change their behavior to a politician or to a decision maker that is trying to make the right decision for their communities and for their countries uh and and we sort of mentioned this a little at the top of this conversation but i think it's 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 worth it's worth revisiting just a little bit uh because you you just said that you know plastic planet podcast grew out of a conversation that you and i were having when i was in south africa and just so the listeners understand i was invited to stellenbosch university to do a workshop that is called LeaderCom or Leadership Communication, which is essentially a public speaking workshop where the participants uh, exit the workshop having a five to seven minute short TED talk style uh, talk about a topic of particular interest. And when I was working with you and the other postdoctoral fellows, it was really about being able to talk about the work that you're doing. I wonder I wonder if you have thoughts or ideas about why I suggested to you that you might want to do a podcast. Why why you? You know, I I, I don't really have a definite answer for that, but I think is you know, it's it's something that you did um allude to um, you know, quite a few times in our conversations is that it's it's the passion that is, you know, that is in me because um my thing how how i came about working with plastics because my background is ecotoxicology and it initially had nothing of very little to do with plastic really um i worked with heavy metals and i spent a lot of time in different systems and in different marine and aquatic systems and every time i would go to the ocean uh i would be in a space where I see plastics or I interact with plastic or if you digest an organism, there's plastics there. And that's, you know, started, you know, my, you know, trail of thought to say who's responsible, you know, and initially I was, I was blaming everyone else, you know, the people who don't care, it's the government, it's someone, you know, it's the, so it was never me, but I, it's, it's not until I literally just recognized like, oh, it's Coca-Cola, but I consume that. Or it's, you know, just like a, a water bottle. Oh, but I consume that on a daily. Do you know what I mean? So the problem was not somewhere out there. The problem was me. It was within me. So if I keep, you know, blaming someone else, I'm part of the problem. So now how do I move from being part of the problem to being part of the solution? I think that's when, you know, just um, a whole thinking and mindset um, started changing to say, um, but I can do something about it. And with the knowledge I have with, of the marine system, with the expertise and training that I, I, I do possess, I, I can, you know, just really just steer the wheel and, and, you know, start the communication and communicate what we see on a regular basis. Hmm. Yes, I think you're right that that uh, through our conversations, you know, I recognize this this abiding passion of yours and your, I think, unique ability to uh, to talk about it and articulate the importance of it. And you being uh, an academic who studies ecotoxicology or marine toxicology, if I have that right, 
I I thought was absolutely fascinating. And frankly, you're the only person in the world that I know who does this. I'm sure there are other people who do this, but you're the only person that I've had the honor of meeting. And I thought that it was a voice that the world needed to hear. I will also say that I think it's it's uh, of incredible importance that the the folks and the communities, the countries most impacted by uh, environmental degradation, ocean pollution, and resulting in things like climate change, uh, the leadership uh, that that the global South is disproportionately impacted by this, and that the the leadership and the accountability I would hope would be coming from from people living, working, and caring about the global South. Uh, and to me, it's of vital importance for those voices of solutions uh, and change to be coming from the global South. And I feel that I've always, since I met you, I've always felt that you are a leader in this way. And it's sort of my job to try and reflect that back to you. Does that Does that resonate for you at all? Yeah, I think I, I, you, you've said that you certainly have mentioned that a couple of times. Um, and I I am starting to be in agreement with you, um, you know, that I, I actually should be the one I have the at least the right tools to be at the forefront of that conversation. Uh, you know, be, particularly because the Global South, as you said, um, is, is always labeled as oh the most um you know just impacted by you know global issues be it climate change be it pollution and most impacted the most vulnerable but the voices of uh, a global south um are often either suppressed or you know just oppressed or neglected for various reasons you know so they just excluded from you know solution uh making decisions or decision making and that is part of the problem, you know. So if we have voices that are are informed from the global south, then we will be in a space where we are, you know, we start to to really make meaningful impacts and meaningful, you know, decisions. Which is why when the ocean decades last year came to start to, to Egypt, everyone is so um, the COP the COP conference. Uh, not not the ocean decade, but the the COP twenty seven came to South to Egypt last year. It was really just it viewed as the global South having a voice and being able to put their issues on the table and just be part of really you know just big decision making or global decision making. And that was such you know, a, a, a step in the in the right direction for the global south and for countries like Africa who are always um, at the receiving end of, uh, you know, decision-making rather than at, you know, the table. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's, it's it's really important that we start, um, you know, including, including, you know, Africa, you know, and Asia and, you know, so the Amazon and those countries that are part of the, you know, the problem, but are not on, on the table, you know. Um, I tell you, we have um, just published a paper that really speaks to to the, to, to that um, early this year, that, um, you know, when you look at the early career researchers and, um, you know, 
the global south countries it's it's always you know their input is is not on the on the table and we need to really just start you know just making means and making sure that before we have all these grand solutions we involve them I wonder if you could just speak a little bit more to your particular area of research, your particular area of expertise. So uh, being a marine toxicologist and ecotoxicologist, what does that really mean? And what are the what are the kinds of things that you have actually studied? I have, uh, you know, just started as a zoologist, so zoology studying of animals, right? Um, so looking at, you know, how animals function and how animals behave and how they're supposed to, you know, behave uh, in the environment, you know, uh, so biodiversity, growth, reproduction, you know, just functioning of organisms. And then um, I did in my honors, master's, yes, that's when the ecotox started because I started being interested in, you know, the sustainability of, um, you know, these organisms of the marine systems because, you know, you learn about vulnerabilities and you learn about, um, you know, just how, you know, how much heavy metals, for instance, would affect a certain organisms and how much pesticides from farming would affect uh, your organisms and just really trying to really, um, you know, just get into that conversation and really see how we can um, mitigate some of those impacts. Um, and I went on to do industrial eco ecology, which was, you know, just looking at uh, the industry and you know how you know heavy metals are made and how business functions versus how the environment and sustainability works and you know it was just an introduction to two worlds and two opposing worlds where industry would say listen let's produce let's you know distribute we do have to put a plate on the table so and then the environmentalists were sort of saying sustainable don't touch don't you know just uh you know keep away and let's let the animals do what they should because we are you know we, should, we all should coexist in this world i further went on to a phd where i now started introducing microplastics uh into my study so what are the impacts of all these contaminants that we know um, that uh, they have on organisms that are already well established and well studied globally. But now there's this, you know, new commodity or new polymer that is coming in as um, sort of a, you know, an accelerator or a biomagnifier or bioaccumulator of even more of these contaminants and what that has, what impact that has on organisms and you know, and then we started looking at the, you know, just uh, working with the uh, Association of Commonwealth Wealth Universities and looking at the reach to reef transportation of plastics, you know, from, you know, just a uh, source until the ocean and how that really just, you know, how that affects an, animals eventually and how that affects the food chain eventually. And yeah, so that is really how my background sort of um, grew into that. Of course, I worked with plants as well, and I'm still working with plants and also amphipods and fish and all these other sort of like fascinating little creatures that we really coexist with. Um, 
So just uh, I think my point of view is trying to really give a voice to them as well because they don't have a voice and um, we, we really do know them. And I think for me, it was also scary that we are losing a lot of biodiversity even before we identify it and um, that we need to do something about it. And it's, it's a matter of urgency um, hmm. in my books. Thank you. In the short time we have left, can you tell the listeners what they can expect from this first season of the Plastic Planet podcast? Oh, it's so exciting. I'm I'm excited about it. I think for me, it's really just um, getting the conversation starts. It, um, you know, in a nutshell, we need to stop speaking in, sh- in, in silos. We need to just, uh, you know, have the businessman talking to the, you know, just really the government and also, you know, just the scientists and everyone coming to the table and everyone having this conversation of, what is plastic and how can we mitigate the impact plastic has, you know, and and just really um, getting into different relationships we have with plastics, you know, and also habits that we have accumulated or been accustomed to in previous years. Uh, so just really just getting into the conversation in a comfortable and a safe space and really just trying to have healthier relations with plastics and um understanding one another and and being in a space where we can really just go forward and have a very plastic free environment and have you know just a positive space where everyone including animals and fish and you know amphipods and plants can coexist for our own health because a healthy environment equals a healthy you you know um so it's it really it it you know everything is so connected and we need to really treat it as such well it is a a privilege and honor to be your first guest interviewer uh (laughs) of the plastic planet podcast and you know i will always be here to support all these efforts and uh do whatever i can to make this a success thank you for turning your attention to this and i'm sure i speak for all the listeners when i say we're looking forward to what comes next. Thanks for a few late.